the sermon for this blessed morning, a change is going to come. A change is going to come. As we celebrate the sacrifices of our brave men and women who've gone to war, who joined the military for us, we just give thanks to God for all of our military heroes and heroines and just praise God for our freedom. One of those soldiers was a Tennessean, uh, Sergeant Alvin C. York from Tennessee, highest uh, male recipient during World War One. And when he was when he was interviewed, it was it was amazing what he said to them about how he survived, how he believed he survived all the horrors of war. He talked about being a young man, being rowdy, enjoying women and strong drink and partying and growing up poor. It was so poor that the partying seemed to take the sting out of being poor. So he was, the, he was at the roadhouse on those weekends when he wasn't working and having a good time. And many times at the roadhouse, you'd get into a fight with somebody. you drink, fight, and just have fun. So he said as he left the roadhouse one night, it was storming on his horse and had his rifle with him and lightning boat hit the rifle and knocked him off the horse. And the next Sunday, he found him because he was so amazed that he lived through it. He, he found himself at the next Sunday, the next Sunday going to the little country church and giving his life over to God. And he called it his second birthday, his his rebirth. He felt like he had been born. He was brand new. He was no longer the same Alvin C. York. He was a child of God who would be moving his life in a new direction. The text that was read so ably by our worship leader speaks of Nicodemus, someone who had power, who had respect. He had fame. He had wealth. He had status. He was one of the learned persons. And people looked to him, uh, respected him, and, and admired him, and many wanted to be him. But they didn't know, didn't realize. They saw the outside. They did not see the inside. And many folks see us. They see what's on the outside. They don't see the inside. But on the inside, he was churning. His, there was a hole in his soul. He longed to be fulfilled and to be just gloriously happy. You looked around, I've got a beautiful family. I've got a home, I've got all the trappings. Why, why, why am I not just ecstatic? Why am I not happy? Because he had witnessed the joy and the happiness around Jesus. And he thought, this man doesn't have any wealth. He doesn't have, not wearing the kind of clothes I wear, eating the kind of food, living the way I live, but yet he is so joyful, and the ones who follow him, they're so joyful. What do they have? And in his curiosity, he comes to Jesus by night. It's amazing to me what happens at night. We just we simply believe that nighttime is the right time, and we simply believe that nighttime, God can't see what we do. And a lot of bad stuff happens at night. Very few people cheat in the day. It happens at night. Most theft happens at night. Most bad stuff happens at night. Because we think we can, we can hide. And Nicodemus thought, if I go to Jesus, it's not fashionable to go to this leader. I need to be looking up toward the Roman leaders and 
and maybe the leaders in the Jewish council, but not this person who deviates from the norm. I don't need to go to him, but he's got something. I just need to know what he, what it is that makes him who he is. And so I'm going to go. And he goes by night and tries to flatter Jesus and Jesus sees through the flattery. And he says, I know what you're looking for. Jesus says, I can see deep into your soul. I see the whole, I know what you're looking for. You have to be born again. And Nicodemus doesn't understand. I can't be physically born again. What he's saying is you have to surrender. You have to say yes to following a different path. You have to say, yes, yes, I want to be a follower. Yes, you have to be born again. We don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us that particular night whether it hit Nicodemus. But the text hits us that we need to be born again, that joining the church or joining a church or joining anything makes you whole unless you are born again, which means a change has to come. I love Sam Cooke's song. I love Sam Cooke. You know, many of you know I'm, I'm number one Sam Cooke fan. When Sam Cooke says, I was born by the river in a little tent, and just like the river, I've been running ever since. He's talking about who we are. We're running in our life. We're just running. We're running to and from. We run into something. And he says, it's too hard living, but I'm afraid to die. I don't know what's up there beyond the sky. Until we know what's up there, until we say we're born again, we don't know what's up there. And we don't find the peace that we need. But when a change comes, when we say yes to the Lord, that peace comes over us and we're redeemed, we're renewed, we feel brand new. We feel whole because we've been born again. We didn't just walk down from the, to the Mona's bench and just, just idly say, okay, and go back and do the same stuff. We didn't put on, have somebody write our name down at seminary and say, okay, have joined the church. All of that stuff, that's formality of what you do is you give your heart, you give your soul, you give everything to the family of God. And it's a change. You are no longer the same person. You no longer see life the same way. It is a brand new journey. Life becomes an, uh, an odyssey. It's an adventure. It's a road to glory. You have been born again. A change has come and you're different. You're more joyful, you're more hopeful. Being born again does not exclude you from suffering, does not exclude you from trouble. And no matter what televangelists tell you, be, being born again does not mean that if you got enough faith that nothing bad is gonna happen. The world has got, we don't know what's gonna happen around each corner, goodness or badness, but what we do know is that when we travel with God, when we have the Holy Spirit in us, we're not traveling by ourselves and we can survive any storm, any damage, any loss, we can survive, we can make it because we have been born again. We're brand new, we're whole. And we praise God that we lift our hands up and say, I am a new creature. I'm somebody different. How do we, how do we, how do, we do that? We just say yes to the Lord because we are aware that we cannot live our lives by ourselves. We're aware that even that million dollars you've stashed away in the bank cannot save you. We are aware that even the, the 500, 600,000 million dollar home that you live in, if the right storm comes, cannot save you. 
we are aware that no matter how many friends, no matter how much status we got, we're aware that we're going to lose it all one day. But what we cannot lose is our salvation that comes to us from God, that what the world gives us, the world can take it away. What God gives us, nobody can take it away. Your soul is in his hands. God has the whole world in his hands. In his hands, you are safe. In his hands, you're protected. In his hands, you are loved. And you have to believe it and hold on to it and yearn for it. Get up in the morning singing. How did our foremothers and forefathers get up in the morning singing as, a, as they went out the share crop? not knowing if they're going to make the crop that year, but they went out with joy and hope. And when they came to church on Sunday, what a hallelujah good time it was because they believed and they trusted and they hoped and, and they hoped against hope. They hoped against uh, a racism, against tragedy, against Jim Crow, against all that stuff. They hoped and they hoped and they hoped. And they watched the world get better and better. Even as people said it would not happen, they watched the world get better and they watched, as, as Maya Angelou says, and the world knocks us down and still we rise, we rise, we rise, not because we've got power, but because God gives us that power. We don't rise because you are Hobson or Jones or, or a male or a Thorpe or a Mylon. You rise because you are a child of God and God picks you up. Every time you're knocked down, the world will knock you down God will pick you up. But it means that you, when you say yes and you're born again, your trust. What does it say on our money? In God we trust. Or if that was only true of everybody, in God I trust. I don't trust in my mortgage lender. I don't trust in my lawyer. I don't just trust in my doctor. I don't just trust in my parents and my friends. I put my trust in God. Because anybody could betray you at any given day for any reason. But when you trust in God, we know that there is no betrayal. If you're watching the news 100 years later, I mean, 100 years, 1921, if you're watching the news, you see that it's been 100 years since the Tulsa race riots. And people in Memphis know the history of Memphis. And Memphis had race riots. And Rose Rosewall, the world somewhere in Florida, there, was, there were race riots. But the worst race riot to ever happen was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the worst one. They called it the Black Wall Street. Beautiful, beautiful. It, 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 just a half a decade late, just a half a century later, Black folk had, folk had built this, amassed this great wealth and cathedrals and banks and, 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 and theaters and, and all the stuff that they had. I mean, it was just, it was a mecca of paradise of wealth and splendor. In 50 years, they had made it so. And the system was so angry and so jealous. These folks weren't bothering anybody. They were living out their lives, being nobles, been teaching their families how to amass wealth and how to be, how to be living solidarity. They didn't know what was going to happen. Bombs, people in private planes dropped bombs from the air, destroying churches, destroying businesses, killing 300 people and rounding up people and putting them in stadiums and stuff, destroying. Uh, uh, thousands of homes just destroyed it, destroyed it. They it was genocide on the people of Tulsa, Oklahoma. We will destroy you because we don't like who you are. You're not supposed to live that way. We will destroy you a hundred years later. And the descendants, they said, we will destroy your wealth. What they didn't realize is you can't take away the wealth of the spirit. They destroyed stuff, yes, and, and, and money and all that stuff. They destroyed that. 
But what God had given these, what they failed to realize is you destroyed church buildings. But what the church had given these people, the power the church had given them for four or five generations later, they're still here. The money is gone, the wealth is gone, but the spirit, the spirit of those who have been born again and still in, the, in, the, in their offspring, they're still here. A hundred years later, they are still here and still we rise through bombs, through pain, through suffering, through all that you've done, we're still here. Five generations later, you cannot wipe us out. Five generations later, genocide has not prevailed because we serve a God. We serve a God who says, no matter what you do to me, God stands with us. No matter what fire and hell and whatever you pose to us, we're gonna still be here. And a thousand years later, our generations will still be here because we have got the power of God in us. We understand who God is. You can destroy wealth, material stuff, but the wealth of the spirit you can never destroy. And one day God's justice will prevail. I can hear God saying that to us. One day our justice will prevail. People may mock us, they may laugh, they may destroy what we have, but what I give you, I give you eternal life. I give you the spirit of God that will prevail. I say to you, stand firm, stand tall, believe in who you are. Yes, they wiped out buildings. Yes, they wiped out stuff, stores, material wealth. But I'm telling you, You'll rise again. I'm telling you that I have you. I have your spirit. I've got your back. When you're born again, you look at the world differently. When you're born again, you're not bitter. You're better. When you're born again, you're not negative. You're positive. When you're born again, you are hopeful. You trust and believe that the world will get better and better and better. But in order for that to happen, born again, people have to take their part and take their role. In order for that to happen, born again, people have to get in the fight. In order for that to happen, born again, people have to help make the world better. In order to make that happen, yes, born again, people have to march, they have to work, they have to rally, they have to pray, they have to serve. More than anything else, born again, people must serve. We must be the ones who are not concerned about getting at the head table because we're important, getting at the head table because we need to wash the feet of the poor, the homeless, the oppressed, and the elderly. We need to get at the table to feed those who can't feed themselves. Born again people roll up their sleeves and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? Born again people say, Lord, who are the homeless? Born again people say, who are the soldiers who have been misused? Born again people say, who are the orphans that have been misused, Lord? Born again people say, we are the family of God and that's what we do. We're gonna make it do what it do, baby. As Ray Charles would have said, we are the family of God. If a change has come on you, people know it. You can't fake a change. If you're genuinely happy, people know it. If you're genuinely angry, people know it. They see you. And what is your witness and what do you model for Jesus Christ? If you claim to be a Christian, do you have the attributes of a Christian? If you claim to be a Christian, are you giving? Hello? If you claim to be a Christian, are you giving? Hello? If you claim to be a Christian, are you serving? If you claim to be a Christian, are you serving? And lastly, if you claim to be a Christian, are you loving unconditionally? 
if you claim to be a Christian, can you love those who persecute you? If you claim to be a Christian, can you love those who abuse you? Can you love those who hate you? If you claim to be a Christian, can you say, yes, I'm a child of God and I will always be a child of God. If you claim to be a Christian, we don't need you to just claim it and name it. We need you to live it out that I am a Christian as for me and my house. We're going to serve God because we have truly been changed. A change has come over us. We have been born again and we trust God. Sam Cook says, I went to my brother for help and he knocks me down on my knees. Ever happened to you? You've gone to somebody who, for help and you got knocked down again. But what allows you to get up? And Sam Cook finally says, I believe a change is going to come. I believe the hope will be tomorrow. I believe. I trust. I believe that. And when you know the master, it doesn't matter what the world does to you. You stand up and you're still a beautiful child of God. One of my friends is a pastor in Nashville, Tennessee, and she pastors in one of the, well, she did, she's now teaching, but she passed it in one of the roughest places in Nashville. And her ministry was really to the homeless and to the hurting and to people who were mentally ill. And on a given Sunday, uh, her church could look like a zoo. People running and ripping, howling and screaming, even if it's sometimes her preaching, but she had the patience and the love and the kindness to embrace the people in this community. She had a young lady uh, named Liz who had all kinds of mental issues and, and would blurt out and say stuff. And she worked with Liz for over 18 months and finally got Liz calm and at peace. And Liz would, 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 would stand up because she had taught her to say, I'm a child of God, beautiful and wonderfully made. I'm a child, even in the midst of her sermon sometimes, Liz would stand up. I'm a child of God, beautifully and wonderfully made. She got a call one night to get to the hospital. And she got there, her heart sank to her knees. There was Liz, battered and bruised, teeth missing. She'd been gang raped and left for dead. So, she, she and the other church members had a vigil and a rally around her bedside and just prayed and prayed. And when she finally woke up, the pastor went in and she, she looked up and she said, I'm a child of God, beautifully and wonderfully made. And if you come back tomorrow, I'll be really beautiful. I have my makeup on, I'll be pretty. Just come back, I'll still be, I'm still a child of God. Through all that, through all that pain and suffering, she still said, I'm a beautiful child of God. And no matter what they did to me, or no matter what the world does to me, I'm a beautiful child of God. Pastor said she wanted to take, she, for the first time in her life, she wanted a weapon and she wanted to do damage to people. And Liz held her hand and said, as if to know what she was thinking and says, you are a beautiful child of God that don't do no wrong. 
Wow. Are you a child of God that don't do no wrong? Are you a child of God this morning who's been born again and understands unconditional love? At the end of the day, that's how we got each other in the family of God. So be it. Amen, amen, and amen. Pray with me. Lord God, help us understand what it means to be born again. It's not just what church we belong to, how much resources we have. It's our ability to withstand life knowing that you have given us, given us that power, knowing that a change has come of us, a change that moves us from the material to the spiritual. And we're glad, oh God. We're glad that you made us better and not better. For those who have listened to us on Facebook, just reach out to us. All you have to do is say, yes, Lord, I want you in my life. I repent of my sins and I rely on you for the rest of my life. Say that. You can respond to our church or any church open in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We just want you safe. So uh, do that. Do that for you. Do that for God. For those of us, those who will stay with us past Facebook time, you can do the same thing in what we call our glory sightings. We just give thanks to you, Lord, for the birth, rebirth, and our Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen.